Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks again. What an honor it is to come across your airwaves with me as usual, my friend, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Hey, good morning, Doug. Doing well. Better than I deserve. And I want you to know, folks, as we're recording this, Kevin is just doing God's work down there at Fort Bliss, Texas. And probably by the time you listen to this, he'll have moved along to his next base. But pray for him. Pray that God would continue to open doors, not only where he's at now, by the time you listen to this, but where he came from. And uh, it's a blessing to know him and know that he's out there doing God's work. And sometimes it's hard a couple weeks before holidays, a couple weeks after the holidays. I know this for sure, Brother Kevin. When I was in the Army, uh, everything shut down two weeks before Christmas and two weeks after Christmas. <laughs> That's the truth. I, I was on Fort Bliss today, and and some of the key people you know, we, we would like to have met were on their Christmas leave. Yeah. Yeah, when I was uh, at the Sergeant's Majors Academy there at the Biggs Army Airfield at Fort Bliss, we had mandatory leave or block leave during Christmas, and it would have started today when I was there. So it was, uh, you know, it was 10 days before Christmas, plus or minus. So it was the last Friday before Christmas, unless Christmas fell on a weekend. So if it fell on a weekend, it was the Friday before that. And then it was a period that brought you to about January 2nd. Now you got charged for that leave. They just didn't give you a vacation. You had to use uh, your leave time or you had to go into work and do chooch jobs. So most of us elected to use our leave time. And, um, but yeah, I remember that, man. We just shut down. That was some good Christmas shopping over there, though, in Juarez and stuff. It was a, uh, Man, that was a nice place to be. Well, I appreciate all you're doing. So today, we were talking about words. You know, when you think of New Year's and you think of holidays, and, and, and you know, Kevin, you know this, but uh, these are really tough times for people, people going through junk, life. Um, I mean, you know, Christmas holiday, the New Year's holiday, and, you know, people not necessarily hooked on to a spouse or significant other people away from home, maybe in the military, maybe in the Peace Corps, maybe serving as missionaries, you know, whatever category it is where you find yourself away from your, you know, that family in a safe zone with your kids and your loved ones and your parents, whatever that family unit is for you can be really hard. And because of that, uh, I, I was saying to Kevin, let's look at the word lonely as a word of the day. You know, when we think of loneliness, we think it so much. And, you know, Isaiah says, fear not, for I am with thee. It reminds us that even in those lonely times, even in those hard times, the Bible says, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yeah, I will help thee. Yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So, so God's reminding us, Kevin, that, uh, 
He's got our back. He's our partner. He's our father when our earthly fathers are gone. He's our father all the time. He's our heavenly father. He's the the one when everything doesn't seem right, when life is upside down, when when the world seems to have stopped spinning for you, where you got that gut punch, whatever the case may be, that puts us in the lonely zone. I want you to know that you have a God that hears your prayers. You have a God that sees you. You have a God that hears you. You have a God that counts the hairs on your head. You have a God that loves you. What are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, so true. God's a gracious God, isn't he? And he has a, uh, he, his, his desire is to pave a, a path to, to our, to our success. And that path is, is, is the path to him. Right. So what, whatever takes place in our lives, you know, that's the way that, that, that God's designing it. And we know that that he's a great God and he, you know, no matter what we've done, no matter what we've been into, I think you talked recently to someone in jail and you just told this individual, Hey, wherever you're at it, you know, don't, you can't go back and and catch up. You got to jump in where you're at. You got to get God's grace and, and stop trying to catch up. Let God take care of, of cleaning the past as far as forgiveness and then go forward. You know, I just talk about loneliness. Uh, yeah. I just spent several hours today, two, three hours with a retired uh, military person. And <clears throat> it's going to be a, a, and he didn't, he did not complain at all, but um, several years ago, he lost his oldest daughter to a drunk driver. Oh. And yeah, what a, what a, what a spot, what an absent, what an absentee, you know, that, that you're just noticing all around the holidays, you know, coming through Christmas, coming into, you know, a new year. And, and all of a sudden you're like, it says it's supposed to be this way. I'm, I'm missing this person. And I thought it was real interesting that, you know, the graciousness of God, it says he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities and, and what does that mean? It means that he he is without sin. You know, he is our he's our high priest. He's touched yet without sin. So this guy here said that he after his daughter passed, um, he said his wife was the uh, was the Job. She's the one that said, "Hey, though though God slay me, yet will I trust him." He said he became the Job's wife. He said he, this, this man I spoke to said, but Kevin, I kept it together for a month. And then I became Job's wife, curse God and die. And, you know, I don't know all that took place, but I do know this. He is close to God now, probably closer. He's a great brother. He teaches, he teaches in his church. He's a Sunday school class. He's awesome. So, um, yeah, I just want to say that our God is a God that understands loneliness. He is acquainted with grief. His heart is <clears throat> when we are tore up to the point that we even lose faith, that he is just waiting for us to get over that, that speed bump because he'll know, he'll know that, that if we're saved, we're, we're going to want to come back to the fold. And his desire is to draw us there by conviction and just being good to us. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's great. And that's, you know, folks, um, I got to tell you, we can look back and in this man's case, he went through the unimaginable and, 
Uh, I pray that none of us will ever have to face that fate. But knowing that his God was so big that he used that in his life in, in spite of those terrible, hard feelings, but because God is great and because God, so in memory of his daughter, serving God in a wonderful way. And, you know, and, and as Kevin was just saying a few moments ago, you know, I was just talking not too long ago at, at, with an inmate in prison. And, uh, you know, sometimes we just have to say, okay, everything that's behind us own, own it all. But from this day forward, you know, from this day forward, let's do the best thing we can do for God and serving God. And, uh, and you know, this isn't this man's fault uh, and his wife having to become the Job and him becoming Job's wife. Uh, God has a lesson for me out of that. That changed me a little bit, Kevin. Thanks for sharing that. Mm. It, it changed yes, me a sir. little. And I got to meet that gentleman by telephone today. And and uh, I'll tell you, that changed me a little bit. So, folks, as we go along, we find ourselves in that 29th proverb. And I, I love that we're moving through that and getting closer and closer. You know, we're going to be covering narcissism and other things that hurt us and how we can stay away from it, how we can make sure that we're not a narcissist and how we can make sure we stay away from those folks and, and break clean and have a, have a clean break. And, you know, the Bible says here in verse number 11, it says a fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keep it all to afterwards. And boy, I think we've all known that fool. You know, I think we all know that person that just vents all their anger, you know, just lets everything fly. I mean, they just whip, they just utter it out there, brother. Everything's coming. You know, mm. uh, and and then a few minutes later, that same I knew a guy, and I still know him, but I mean, I'm not close with him anymore. But I knew a guy that would get so angry and so put out that about once a week he'd just download on everybody and rip everybody apart. And I know two things from watching him. The first thing I know is he brought no honor and glory to God whatsoever through that venting. Yes. The, the second thing I know is nobody had full respect for this guy because of that. And uh, we got to have control. I mean, Kevin, looking at that, I know you've known these people, that fool who just bents, utters, screams, goes crazy. I mean, what, yeah. are, you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you mentioned the word narcissist earlier. So people that are um, stuck under a narcissist leader in their life. In other words, there there's someone in their life that feels they have the right, like you said, to vent all their mind, to, to take their problems out, to project their faults on other people. Yeah. Um, th- those, those kind of people are miserable to live with. But it says a wise man keeping it into afterwards. I, I've noticed, Brother Doug, that people that are stuck under you know, just a horribly oppressive situation like that. So can, can hurt their own case by, uh, uh, by, by just trying to fight fire with fire and trying to fight the flesh with flesh. Yeah. You know, if someone's, if, you know, the Bible says it's, uh, someone that dealeth in proud wrath, it talks about how, how foolish it is and how harmful that is. So if someone is, is dealing in, in, in the flesh. In other words, he's venting hurtfully and you're being hurt. It is incredibly hard. Is it not to keep from, it's hard for me to, to not blow up back. Who do you think you are? But then it's also hard to, to not, you know, get, get out with God because, 
you know, God, I didn't sign up for this. So, um, you know, and, and obviously God wants us to vent to him. God wants us to talk to him, but I'm talking about venting by saying, God, I'll, I'll never trust you again. God, uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to take the realm, the, 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 the I'm going to take the reins, take the helm. So I, I, I just think that we need to be careful if we're in a situation like that, not to become the fool yeah, and yeah. not to, yeah, to take, you know, to utter all of our minds. So if some dear woman here is, is let's say got some guy over her. I, I I'm thinking of someone hey, right hold now. On, hold that for one second, brother. We got to call right back. We got to go ahead and let these radio stations do what they do, but we'll be right back. Brother, you were talking about that dear woman. We want to go right back to you before you uh, lose that chain of thought. Yes, sir. There's a dear woman um, she, that that's married. I, I guess married. I don't know the situation intimately, but uh, I don't know her personally. But I I know about her, and um, she has had a situation where it's an abusive narcissistic husband. And when I say narcissistic, I'm not just talking about proud or type a, I'm talking about manipulative and lying. And so this person, um, spoofs other social media accounts and, and sets up other social media accounts in other people's names to go after anyone that, uh, likes or comments or anything on, on uh, the woman's Facebook. In other words, just simple f friend stuff. She needs to block and, them, man. She's being a knucklehead, not blocking them. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I said no. that out loud. Go ahead, brother. I'm yeah. just, <laughs> You're venting. Yeah, no. There I am. No. I vented, brother. I utter all my mind. Yeah. No, no, sir. No, you're, you're right. No, that's exactly. And I, I think she has, I mean, I think the reality is they're not friends on Facebook, but he has, you know, because I'm this person's friend on Facebook. Like I said, I don't know her. I never met her, never talked to her, but, uh, because I am one of her Facebook friends, that's the social media account that I know her through. And, and she, who knows, she may be a, uh, an escaped convict. I don't know anything about her personal life other than that her her uh, ex-husband or whatever has uh, spoofed other accounts to come and say, hey, do you know this person? And so and I was warned that that was the case by someone else saying, if 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 you get something like this, it's this woman's husband or ex-husband. Um, and sure enough, it happened because I'm this person's friend or was this person's friend on Facebook. So I, could you imagine living under that where there's someone so manipulative that they will yeah. um, pretend to be someone else to go to your quote friends to, wow. to, you know, to scare them away. So, um, and sadly it's, it's just not ex-husbands and it could be, church members, family, people you used to know. There's people out there that, you know, I've said this a, a million times and, uh, uh, you know, we're getting this warning on our telephones or something right now saying, this is a test of your emergency broadcast system. I've got everything shut off. So I think it's my wife's that's going off now. You hear that in the background? Well, we're going to keep on going folks. Uh, but you know, here's the thing. 50% of the population, and I, I'm sure of this, but 50% of the population are knuckleheads. 
And, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to tell you, there's some people out there who live in, in their whole intent, their whole purpose on survival for some reason is messing with people and they'll pick out people to mess with. You know, like I've met people who've totally, uh, just let me give you, for instance, I know, uh, 10 people and there we are beeping again, but I've known 10 people anyway, maybe 20 whose spouses totally ruin their life. You know, abusive, usually through, uh, not physical, but abusive through talk, through cheating, through, you name it, a hundred things. And then these people are the ones that, you know, well, I did this because of you. I did this because you're not good enough looking. I've done this. So, folks, I want to say this to you. If you got people in your life, wait till we get to the narcissism part, but you don't have to live that way. You know, break all ties. There's law enforcement. Don't be abused. Don't be abused verbally. Don't be abused physically. Don't be abused uh, through your relationships, through mental challenges or some type of mental sparring just don't let that happen and don't let anyone else do it in your presence and that that's why Romans 13 I don't want to go too deep on this but I want to say that it's our intent intent Kevin and my intent to say to you right now don't be abused uh, no matter what the case is, we're 100% behind you dialing 911. We're 100% behind you moving with family. We're 100% behind you not being abused. And uh, whatever that takes, don't be abused. And if I, if you, if you don't mind me just, just saying this too, Doug, yeah. that uh, where it says a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards, right there along that line, if you're being abused, don't, don't, um, try to become your own advocate, go to the authorities and keep it, keep all the facts, all the text messages, all the, you know, for, if you, if there's a note to a girlfriend, the guy had, whatever is going on, keep it till afterwards. I mean, that's what it's all about. Keep guard it, keep it in hand. Don't, don't cast your pearl before your pearls before swine, but rather use it because later on, because you kept it, you know, you, what's it say about Mary, the honorable mother, earthly mother of Jesus? It says she, but, but Mary pondered these things in her heart. In other words, when everyone else was kind of blabbing, uttering all their mind, what they thought about, is Jesus going to be the Messiah? She really, at that point, said, you know what, let me, let me just really work this out in my heart because, you know, this, this baby's in my womb, but I need to figure out what this means. And so if you are in a weird situation, it's best to take it before God and, and then, you know, keep it till you, you get to the authorities is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and that's good. And, and, you know, I just want to add to this verse, a verse that came to mind. I know it's in second Corinthians, but it says the love of Christ restraineth us. I think it's chapter three. And, uh, so going back to a fool uttereth all his mind. And some of us may have a little bit of diarrhea of the mouth or, you know, we may jump to conclusions and stuff. Realize that God's against that. Realize that God's saying, no, my love, the love of Christ constraineth us. And uh, we're a new person. We're a new creation. We've talked about that a gazillion times. And But it's so important that on this day, you just remember that. You're a new, 
you're a new person. And those things that you've been through, done wrong, said wrong, the knuckleheads you've been around, whatever the case may be, just pull a pencil out and cross them off your list once you get. Take care of any matters at hand to make that happen, to not be abused anymore. And, uh, you know, do what the Apostle Paul did when he handed over Alexander the coppersmith. You know, there comes a time when people are going to bring you a whole lot of evil. And I don't, I don't know how this verse turned into that, Kevin. I'm kind of glad it did. We don't have time for another verse. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, because I believe there may be people who are listening to us. And, and I want to say to you, I know there's so many missionaries listening to us, so many pastors, and just so many people out there. Just stand in the way. Be that wall for God and help people. Uh, be that person that makes a difference for people who are hurt, weak people, people who've been abused, uh, and then take care of those people. You know, let's not get them fixed and forget them. Uh, to the contrary, let's help people get away from the abuse and the craziness and things like that. Let's invite them to do things. Let's let's show them that life's great and uh, that we serve a God, and God doesn't want us to go home and lay down, Kevin. He wants us to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's way too many stories of people that get sidetracked and, uh, they go through something and, and something just doesn't go well with, with someone else in their life. And then they go to someone for help and it goes from bad to worse. And I was just thinking, as you were talking brother, that, um, there's way too many stories of people in otherwise good churches where, where the, the leadership just automatically sides with the, the, you know, some authority figure in the person's life, but the person is making a plea for advocacy. In other words, yeah. I need, you know, I got an advocate in heaven, Jesus, he's always available. Well, what about down on earth? You know, if, can we go to the under shepherd and be treated like the great shepherd would treat us? Is he going to be an advocate? Or is he going to say, no, it's your fault. Um, bad timing. You know, you need to, you need to stand in the, the, the way, stand in the gap, be, you know, for those that are, are drawn unto death, those, those that are suffering. So that I'm just thinking about that brother, that, um, like I said, I have no idea how we went no, this and direction. It's, and I it's, think it's my it's, fault. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think God wanted us to go there today. But again, and, and folks, I want to say this maybe in a little bit of a different direction. And uh, as we close out today is, uh, you know, I don't know what your past is, but I do know this. If the devil's going to use anything in our life, he'll use something we did, usually some obscure, minuscule thing in our life to try to make us feel unworthy, dirty, shame, to feel those nasty little things that are from the devil. And just make a commitment to yourself that that God made you new. You're all new. You're saved. And that your sin is as far as the east is from the west. And, and, and it's time to move on. It's time to leave that stuff behind you and serve a great God. And uh, I don't know what your case is, but I just felt like I wanted to say that today. People had to remind me of that many times in my life. And I want to remind you and uh, with all honesty and, and, you know, intrepidation and those things I've been through that, that God is greater than I can ever be. 
and certainly he's done things in my life. I don't want to sound. I want to be humble. I want to come across uh, fearful of a great God, but let you know that you serve a great God. And there's no, I'm not God. I'm not close to God. I'm just, just the same as you. I'm not special, maybe worse than you. But I do know this has been times in my life that God has reminded me to get out of the dug downer times. We sure do love you, folks. We'd love to hear from you if we can help you uh, out there on Facebook at Help the Wounded Spirits. Drop me a line at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We certainly hope you have a great day. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.